0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, June 6th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Mexicans stay at table. Disaster bill designed to complement trade aid. And USDA moves forward with biotech overhaul. California growers, we can't allow Midwestern producers to dominate trade talks. In a rare moment this week, California agriculture spoke with a unified voice saying it wants a stronger presence in Washington, D.C. The state assembly hosted ag economists, industry representatives, and labor leaders at a joint committee hearing on trade. The panel speakers gave a bleak, hours-long rundown of the impacts on wine, produce, fruits, nuts, jobs, market growth, and trade relief. A few of the highlights... Western Growers Executive VP Dave Puglia told the committee, we can't allow the Midwestern crop producers to dominate the outcome to set the protocols going forward. The almond Alliance of California President and CEO Elaine Trevino talked about attending trade events in Washington. She said you have three or four lobbyists for a state this big and it just infuriates you. From the Wine Institute, to the VP of International Marketing, Anari Comfort, said, As the price of our goods increases in the marketplace, we do not have the option to pick up and find sourcing in a more affordable place. We can't pick up our vineyards and our wineries and move them someplace else. From UC Davis, ag economist Daniel Summer said, For every one of those items, they hire farm workers, and those are the most vulnerable people in the California economy. From the governor's office, Lieutenant Governor Elena Kulinaka said, The fact that the federal government is moving forward in such a cavalier, chaotic, and unpredictable way that is having a clear negative effect on California doesn't make any kind of rational sense. It is self-harm. Uh, Keep in mind, last week, Lieutenant Governor Kalanekas led the first public meeting for the new International Trade Committee, which included a number of state agencies. Much behind-the-scenes work has already taken place, and Joshua Eddy, the Executive Director of the State Board of Food and Ag, has been instrumental in crafting the strategy with the Trade Committee and the Department of Food and Ag. You can follow Daybreak tomorrow for a breakdown on the numbers reported to the committee. U.S.-Mexico Talks continue today. The U.S. and Mexico were not able to come to an agreement yesterday on immigration and the tariffs that President Donald Trump is threatening, so talks will continue today at the White House. Progress is being made, but not nearly enough, the president said in tweets last night. He continued, further talks with Mexico will resume tomorrow, with the understanding that if no agreement is reached, then tariffs at the 5% level will begin on Monday, a monthly increase is as per schedule. The president is demanding that Mexico stem the flow of Central American migrants crossing through the country to get to the U.S. Mexican Foreign Minister Marcelo Brard, who met with Vice President Mike Pence and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, told reporters the meeting went well. He said, quote, we are optimistic because we had a good meeting with respectable positions from both sides, according to Brard. Of USDA's take, under Secretary Ted McKinney said the U.S. ag sector is disappointed in the prospect of a new tariff dispute with Mexico so shortly after the last one ended. They are emphatic, but this is the latest blow, and I think they would like not to take. On Capitol Hill, GOP senators continue to raise concerns about the tariff threat and the risk it poses to the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, according to Senator John Thune, Republican of South Dakota, he said we've got a lot invested in that, the US MCA. We don't want to do anything to put that at risk. Clarification on preventive planting. A leading architect of the disaster aid bill that is headed to President Trump's desk says it was specifically designed to complement the administration's trade assistance package. In an exclusive interview with AgriPulse, Senator John Hovind, a Republican of North Dakota, said the prevented planting provision was added to the disaster bill because USDA's trade assistance excluded unplanted acres from being eligible. Hoven, who chairs the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, says USDA lawyers had taken the position that USDA's legal authority didn't allow for trade aid to be used for unplanted acres. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue seemed to waffle on the issue in recent days, but a source tells AgriPulse's Bill Thompson that the Office of General Counsel has confirmed its original position. Hovind also disclosed that he's pushing USDA to move up the date that farmers will be allowed to hay or graze cover crops on prevented planted acreage. The normal date is November 1. An earlier date would benefit cattle producers, according to Hovind. Now keep in mind, USDA is holding off on saying how disaster payments for unplanted acres will be calculated in order to avoid influencing planting decisions, according to Hovind. And the bottom line, kudos go to University of Illinois economist Scott Irwin for deducing early on that the disaster provision was designed as a backdoor trade assistance payment. And heads up, Purdue is headed to Florida and Georgia tomorrow to talk about the disaster aid bill, and he'll be in Iowa next week with President Trump. USDA advances overhaul of biotech regs. The Trump administration is trying to do what George W. Bush and the Obama administration couldn't update and streamline the USDA's 32-year-old process for genetically engineered crops. The latest proposal from USDA, and the third since 2008, would exempt from regulation traits that could be created through traditional breeding, and companies would be allowed to make self-self-determinations about their regulatory status. The 109-page proposed rule is being published in the Federal Register today, kicking off a 60-day comment period. Cabinet Chiefs to talk Farm Bill and ESA. Several Trump administration cabinet heads are meeting to discuss the Farm Bill and Endangered Species Act this morning at the Environmental Protection Agency of Washington. Agriculture Secretary Sonny and Interior Secretary David Bernard... Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross and Mary Newmeyer, who chairs the White House Council on Environmental Quality, all expected to attend the meeting with EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler. EPA recently released a draft policy on how to evaluate the effects of pesticides on federally listed species. The industry has been advocating for a streamlined interagency process to deal with the pesticide and endangered species issues. H2A demand source while processing lags. The Labor Department certified 88,000 positions for H2A farm workers during the quarter that ended March 31, an increase of 8,000 over the same quarter a year ago. That 10% increase for the second quarter of fiscal 18, however, was the smallest increase for the second quarter in five years. That, according to an analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation. AFBF economist Veronica Nye thinks the more modest increase in fiscal 19 may be due to a slowdown in processing H-2A applications. Labor Department data shows that 77.5% of H-2A applications were processed on a timely basis during the second quarter, down from 92.6% of the previous quarter, 90.4% for the second quarter of FY18. The last time the timeliness rate fell below 90% was during the second quarter of 2014, when the rate dropped to 84.3%. Lawmakers told Citrus Research potential victim of relocation. Moving the National Institute of Food and Agriculture out of D.C. could have immediate real-world effects, claims the head of the University of Florida's Institute of Food and Agriculture Sciences. Take citrus greening, for example. Jack Payne told the House Agriculture Subcommittee yesterday that one of the most promising lines of inquiry into stopping citrus greening is funded jointly by the NIFA and the National Science Foundation, and independent agency. Cooperation between the two agencies is accelerating our scientists' work on editing the citrus genome to create more disease-tolerant fruit, Payne said. A loss of expertise at NIFA delays consideration and distribution of research grants that could spell further doom for Florida orange juice. Republicans at the hearing defended the plan to move NIFA and the Economic Research Service from Washington. Here's today's He Said It. There is going to be a reckoning in the Central Valley. There is going to be following. What are we going to do for these people, for these workers, for these families? That Jim Houston, Administrator for the California Farm Bureau Federation. Houston was speaking at the State Board of Food and Ag this week on assisting the Central Valley economy in the wake of the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, June 6th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dalley.